This is Philip Lolly, former Auburn Tigers football assistant coach for the 2010 National Championship team, and you are listening to Sports Call. Welcome back to Sports Call, Tiger 95.9, the Tiger.fm, and the Tiger Communications app. Brian Lavoy, Cam Berry, and Tom Peavy with you here on this Wednesday edition of the show as we head to the Orthopedic Clinic phone line where we welcome on Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer. Ferg, as always, we greatly appreciate the time. How are things in your world? I'm doing well. How are y'all? Uh, doing very well. So I know that you're on the way, maybe just arriving to Knoxville, Tennessee for a big one tonight for Auburn and Tennessee. Of course, I think people would also uh, want to start by list, uh, by hearing the status of Jalen Williams. What do we know about his status for tonight? And uh, and also, Ferg, I don't know if we've heard about what specifically the injury was. Have they talked at all about the chances of uh, of re-aggravating or anything along those lines with Jay Williams? Yeah, we don't have really specifics on the injury itself. It was not, it was a knee injury that didn't require any sort of surgery. Um, you know, so I, I would expect if you see Jay Williams play tonight, it might be braced up or something like that. Um, but you know, this week he he did practice. He practiced Monday and he practiced yesterday. Um, you know, Bruce Pearl said that you know it was going to be a game time decision. That's probably what I'm going to see. Like, see how he how he feels probably tonight when in warm-ups and go. And if he goes, I'd be surprised if he starts. I'd be surprised if he plays anywhere near his, his you know, normal minutes. It might just be something where you get him out there, you get a few minutes out of him, you kind of get his feet you know, back wet and just kind of get get going again. I think that's most likely what you're going to do. And and here's the thing. You know, Auburn just beat Georgia by 21 without Jalen Williams. And, and Tennessee's obviously a much better team than Georgia is. But what I'm saying is, is like, you look at this team and, and you look at the depth, they're not going to force Jalen Williams back into the starting lineup or, or force him back into action before they need to. You know, I think it's one of those things where, um, you know, if Jalen Williams plays, it's because he feels like he can play and they feel like they're pretty, you know, comfortable with it. Um, you know, I don't think it'd be a situation to him, them rushing him back or anything like that. So, um, you know, I think the fact that he did practice the last couple of days is a good sign that he could play tonight. But I wouldn't expect like a anywhere near kind of like the normal, um, you know, amount of work that you would see from from a guy like Jalen Williams. Uh, if anything, it would just really help Auburn out with their depth and their, especially in the front court. And that that Tennessee front court's uh, pretty good. I mean, they're good from front to back, but that that would be something you know really key for them. And then looking on the defensive side of the ball for Auburn, uh, obviously they have the top scorer in Dalton Connect. Uh, Matchup-wise, who do you think is going to draw that assignment? Could could Bruce throw a couple guys at him or maybe just keep it in a rotation of two? What do you think on the defensive side for that matchup uh, with Dalton Connect? Yeah, it's interesting because I think when you've seen Auburn play this year against really good guards, really good scoring guards, think of like Mark Sears, uh, Taylor Cooper, and guys like that, they have put Denver Jones on them. The fact that Connect's a little bigger and you know plays plays that three position i do wonder if auburn is going to just say hey a guy like chad baker mazar or you know potentially somebody like uh like chris moore off the bench like just kind of play three v three there and 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 you know line it up that way or if they try to move it around a little bit and put a guy like denver jones who i think has probably been their best on ball defender this season kind of on him but I, I would imagine auburn is going to kind of throw a lot of things out there at tennessee this tennessee team good on the inside go on the outside they've got a great backcourt they've got a really good front court connects a guy that you know is 
Bruce said it yesterday. He's going to get his. You're just going to want to make sure he doesn't get it super easily, right? And, and you know, there are other weapons Auburn has to worry about. So, you know, maybe you can see some zone. They ran a good amount of zone against Georgia on Saturday, and it worked quite well. Um, and they were able to, to accomplish a lot of that. You know, they they this is not a team that runs a ton of zone, but you've seen them do it a little bit more towards the end of the year. I think that's kind of a tweak and something. Just throw something out there that other teams haven't seen on film quite as much. Wouldn't be surprised if Auburn did something like that with, uh, with with Tennessee just because of the variety of weapons that they have. You would love just to say, hey, slow down, connect, and the rest will fall. But the problem is it's Santiago Vescovi. It's the Kai Ziegler. It's Josiah Jordan-James. It's Giannis Aydin. Like, it, it, it's a lot of really, really good players uh, you know, on this team. So, I mean, it's going to have to be a really good team defensive game uh, outside of just what you want to do to make sure that Dalton Connect doesn't, you know, drop 30 on your head. Like, he has, has done some really good teams this year. And, Ferg, we finally saw the first truly really good game of Aiden Holloway in conference play this year on Saturday against Georgia, hitting five threes. What does Aiden need to do against a very experienced Tennessee team tonight to be able to try to parlay that into some momentum and just more good basketball, more good performance? Yeah, I mean, I think it's easy to look at a guy like Aiden Holloway and say shooting. You know, like you watch him and just you look at his shooting numbers and you and you see, okay, did he have a good game or a bad game based on how he shot? And that's easy to do. But honestly, in a game like this, like you definitely need to look at what he does outside of shooting it, and that is assists and turnovers. That is huge. That has been so critical to Auburn's wins and losses this year. Tennessee's going to get in his grill, and Trey Donaldson as well, in this game. Zakai Ziegler is one of the best defensive guards in college basketball and has been for years now. Santiago Vescovi is really good on the defensive end. They are going to get up in their grill. They're going to pressure. They're going to do a lot of stuff to try to try to throw those guys off balance. And so, Yes, it would be great if Aiden Holloway comes out here and hits multiple threes again and continues kind of that, that what he started against Georgia. That would be awesome. But in this game specifically, what's more important is if he takes care of the ball, if he handles the pressure that Tennessee's going to throw at him, and he helps run this offense smoothly. When you when Auburn's lost this year, a lot of times the assist turnover ratio has not been great. Um, and so for a guy like Aiden Holloway, you definitely want him to hit shots. There's no doubt about that. And Auburn, Auburn's a much better team when he is hitting shots. But in this matchup with the guards that, that Tennessee has, you got to really, really look at you know how he handles himself as a playmaker because that's first and foremost what you're going to have to have to win this. And then looking at the matchup of the bigs, Jonas Adu going up against Janai Broom, uh, both of these guys being defensive anchors for their team. Uh, what do you think that Janai has to do to win his matchup against Adu? Yeah, Adu's a great player, and I, I think Adu's got a, got a lot of Jalen Williams in him this year for this Tennessee team. And what I mean by that is, when Tennessee plays well, Adu's usually playing well. And when he struggled, Tennessee's usually lost. And so he is very foundational. Like I, everybody looks at Connect. Everybody look at those guards. But really, Adu's been a big, big factor in this game. And, you know, with the, with the fact that, you know, they've got Connect, they've got Ziggler, and they've got, uh, you, you know, they've got Muscovy, they've got all this, Josiah Jordan-James as well. You're going to have to win your matchup on defense in this one because Auburn's not going to be able to kind of, you know, double or, you know, do those things and leave guys open. They're going to want people to, you know, play really well one-on-one, especially down low. And so for Jedi, it's a, it's a matchup where you got to, you know, buckle up your chin strap. This is going to be a really, really big game for him. Um, you know, Adu's, I think he's averaging like 13 or 14 uh, per game this year. He's pretty much just an inside scorer for them uh, on offense. Now he's an awesome defender and an awesome rebounder as well. Um, so for, for him, I think 
you know, it's just big. You got to hang tough down low. I like Jani Broom's chances to score on pretty much anybody in college basketball because he does. He's he's one of the most consistent guys in the country. You know, period, and that's why he's been one of the best centers and and best all around players in the country this year on a statistic. You know, looking at statistics, but yeah, I think that's the I think that's the thing for for Broom in this matchup is that you know AD's going to come right at him. Going to try to get him in foul trouble. Going to try to try to rough him up a little bit. Um, this needs to be a really good game for Jani Broom on the interior. It's tough physical defense. You know, do it without fouling and try to slow that down because if Auburn can have a clear advantage at the center, if he can win that matchup, you're in a much better spot to come up here and pull it off the upset. And, Justin, obviously this is the game that is going to captivate our attention tonight. However, Auburn does have an opponent that they did lose to on the road uh, earlier this year, Mississippi State coming into Neville Arena this weekend. Uh, I know the month of March will have, uh, again, three games because of the venues and the teams that are uh, far different than what we've seen most of February. But, um, again, how can Auburn improve off of what was a, a really rough offensive outing in Starkville and try to avenge a loss from earlier this year? Yeah, it just comes down to hitting shots, really. Um, you know, I think if you look at Mississippi State earlier this year, Auburn's matchup, they played pretty good defense on them. They just couldn't score. It was one of their worst offensive performances of the year. Um, it's just, can you hit shots? The ceiling for this team is super high on offense. I mean, we have seen them. I mean, they've had like, what, five, six, seven, 50-point halves here in SEC play. Like, they, they can put up numbers like very few teams in college basketball can on offense. You just got to hit shots, right? You got to hit open looks. That's going to be key for this team. That's going to, you know, determine their ceiling. That defense is, is for Auburn is awesome. Um, it's going to carry them a long way. But how far they go and how high they climb, I guess, here in the, the end of the regular season is going to be based on what the, if they can just knock down shots. State's got an awesome defense. State's offense, pretty limited outside of Josh Hubbard, but good grief, Josh Hubbard can, can fill it up. Uh, and, you know, I think Auburn's going to want to do a better job of maybe slowing him down. He had some big shots in that game at Starkville. Um, so, I mean, it's going to be a tough matchup. And I think that gets back into quad one territory, I believe, even with – uh, the fact that State lost to Kentucky last night, and that was a really good game, really competitive game, um, and Kentucky had to come back and win that one. So, um, you know, I, it, it'll be it'll be a tough matchup for sure for Auburn. Um, it won't be easy, but I think the thing for the Tigers is just like, hey, you're at home, you got to hit your shots, got to hit open shots. Uh, when they do that, this Auburn team can beat anybody. When they don't, eat at home, as we saw in the Kentucky game, they can really struggle. Talking to Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer today on Sports Call. Ferg, a couple of football questions for you. I know spring practice began yesterday, uh, including the first viewing window of the of the spring. Any takeaways from that or anything in particular, the, the next viewing window that you'll be looking out for? Yeah, no, I mean, your number one takeaway, and I think everybody who was out there saw it yesterday, is that Cam Coleman's freaking gigantic and he's, you know, really good. <laughs> you know, he just looks like a different type of wide receiver that – Auburn just really hasn't had, uh, and I mean that explains the reason. He's the he's the top offensive recruit in Auburn history. He's the only one of two five star wide receivers they've ever signed. The other one was Ben Obamanu, you know, more than twenty years ago. So he's just different. And like when you watch him kind of move and get out, like the technique, you know, it, you know, and, and the finer details of being a wide receiver at this level, that's going to come plugging into the offense. He's going to have to have time to get plugged in like any other freshman. But, I mean, physically and skill-wise, he's got it already. I mean, he is—he he looked as advertised. And I'm not saying he's going to have a 1,000-yard season right off the bat for Auburn, but he looks like somebody can be an instant impact player for sure. Um, I, you know, other things I noticed, like, uh, you know, you, you you watch the young players, you watch the other newcomers. I thought Walker White saw a couple balls kind of sail on him uh, there, but he throws a great spire, a lot of zip, ball really pops out of his hand. That was my first time really watching him 
you know, for an extended amount of time in person. Um, and I thought he, you know, he, I thought he threw the ball well. I'm interested to see what the quarterback position looks like, especially with those new receivers coming in. Um, you got some, you got some real pieces moving some things around on defense. Um, you know, Joe Phillips, you know, lining up at edge rusher, I think it's going to be big. Auburn needed some depth there, so kind of moving him out there is going to be a, be a lot. Interested in seeing more out of Amaris Williams, Javante Waller, some of those guys. What Kildrick Falk kind of does in this new defense will be fun to watch. Who de- who develops as as the wa- the ones who are you know take over at nickel and at safety. I think is going to be the other big storyline. So and there's a lot of question marks. And look, you're in February. You're not going to get any answers anytime soon about this about this football team. But you can start you know kind of getting closer and closer to it. Um, and and I thought you know the newcomers kind of making some. You know, turning some heads early and just also kind of shuffling around who's playing where in these new schemes under these new staff members, I think is, it was the interesting thing to me. And, and Ferg, I would also want to know from you, again, with uh, so much defensive turnover, obviously with staff, but as we know, the guys that are leaving this uh, defense, half of them are going to the NFL Combine this week. Uh, and so Auburn brought in a lot of those those transfers, uh, guys like Gage Keys and Trill Carter and Jaron Thompson, those sort of guys, Dorian Mossy. Uh, how intrigued are you in, in that group of guys versus the, the, the freshmen that are coming in and just yeah. how important some of those guys will be? Yeah, I mean, those guys better get ready to go right away for sure. And, again, it's spring ball, you know, where the rubber doesn't have to really meet the road for another few months. But, yeah, Trill Carter, Gage Keys, those guys, like, I'm really interested. All of these dudes to step up a defensive line, especially on the interior. Um, you know, it's great to have talented freshmen. And there's some other guys. You know, I look at the DJ Reed. You know, I look at Bobby Jamison Travis and guys like that and think, like, okay, there might be some progress there. But they – they needed those. They needed those defensive linemen to come in as transfers because they just they need that 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 production. No more Marcus Harris. You know, no more uh, Justin Rogers. No more Masada Silakite. Even though you only had just a few games from him last year, like you got to have dudes to step up on the defensive line. And so, really, really intrigued by that crew because those those transfers are going to have to step up. And I honestly don't think Auburn's going to be anywhere near done. You know, that second window. I'm, I'm sure they'd like to address the defensive front a little bit more. And, yeah, you mentioned Jaron Thompson there. Jaron Thompson makes a ton of sense for me as a guy that once he gets plugged into this system and this scheme, he looks like a dude who could be a day-one starter just because he's played a whole lot of football for a really good Texas program. Uh, and, uh, you know, he, he, he seems to be a guy that you've got a lot of youth at safety and a lot of inexperience. And even though Thompson's new to all, you know, no more uh, Justin Rogers, no more Masada Silakite, even though you only had just a few games from him last year. Like, you got to have dudes to step up on the defensive line. And so, really, really intrigued by that crew because those those transfers are going to have to step up. And I honestly don't think Auburn's going to be anywhere near done. You know, that second window, I'm, I'm sure they'd like to address the defense front a little bit more. And, yeah, you mentioned Jaron Thompson there. Jaron Thompson makes a ton of sense for me as a guy that once he gets plugged into this system and this scheme, he looks like a dude who could be a day-one starter just because he's played a whole lot of football for a really good Texas program. Uh, and, uh, you know, he, he, he seems to be a guy that you've got a lot of youth at safety and a lot of inexperience. And, even though Thompson's new to Auburn, it's you know definitely the the type of player you want to have back there who's done it before at a high level and can kind of be a stabilizing force for a secondary that's that's got a lot of overturn twenty twenty four offseason. So um, yeah, I mean that, that that group of transfers. You mentioned uh, the last one you mentioned there was Mousy. I'm interested to see where they kind of fit him in the role. I mean, you have Asante back, you have um, you know uh, Austin Keys back. You do return, uh, or I'm sorry, you do add. You know, uh, Demarcus Riddick and guys like that who, you know, you feel uh, DJ Barber. So you've got a really deep and, and experienced uh, and, and talented, I think, inside linebacker room. So why did they get Mousy? Why did they feel like it was a need for them to 
to, to get him. I'm interested to see what his role is because, again, he's another dude that's played a lot of football. So um, that is an interesting crew on that, on that defensive side of the ball for sure. He's Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer joining us today on Sports Call. Ferg, as always, we appreciate the time. What can our listeners find on the Observer here in the coming days and weeks? Yeah, you can check out the preview I wrote uh, this morning for uh, Auburn, Tennessee tonight. Uh, you can check that out at the Observer. Uh, I did uh, observations from football practice yesterday. Um, those are up on the site as well, uh, along with uh, I did a film room on the double center lineup with uh, Janai Broom and, and Dylan Carwell earlier this week. And then uh, later this week, uh, you know, I'll be at the game tonight. Tomorrow morning you'll get all the breakdown from here in Nashville. Or, I'm sorry, Knoxville. Uh, not Nashville, yeah, that's in two weeks. Um, and then, uh, you know, I'll be back. I'll try to make it back for uh, football interviews tomorrow. Uh, we'll push the mailbag back out to Saturday this week with the Mississippi State game coming up. But got a lot of basketball, a lot of football coming your way. AuburnObserver.com, sign up there. He is Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer today on Sports Call. Again, Ferg, as always, we certainly appreciate the time. I uh, wish you well in all of your travels, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. I appreciate you guys.